0: Good afternoon, and on behalf of the Manufacturer and Business Association and Money Radio WPSE, thank you for joining us for Business Today with the MBA. I'm your host, Karen Torres, Executive Editor of the Manufacturer and Business Association Business Magazine, and I'd like to welcome a special guest to the studio, Deanna Renaud, Executive Director of the Community Blood Bank of Northwestern Pennsylvania and Western New York. Welcome, Deanna. We are so glad you could join us.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here.
0: Well, the NBA has a great relationship with the Blood Bank, and we are happy to have you here to discuss an important and timely topic for our listeners. Right now, COVID-19 remains the single biggest challenge for our community and especially for employers, where health and safety is the number one priority. We all know that it is essential to have medical resources in place for when a critical medical issue may arise, a workplace injury or accident or a medical condition, and now exposure to COVID-19. In addition to vaccine availability, One of the very important things that our community needs access to is a vital blood and plasma supply. So Deanna, if you could, please tell us about the blood bank, the work that it does, and how important it is for area employers and our community.
1: Well, sure. So Community Blood Bank is the exclusive blood supplier to the hospitals here in Erie County. And that includes UPMC Hammett and AHN St. Vincent. Uh, we've been serving local hospitals actually since 1966, so we have a long history here in the community. Um, our office is in Erie, and we employ about 60 people here and in the communities we serve. So, um, you know, it's a, it's a larger organization, but uh, we cover a, a pretty large footprint as well. Uh, we actually have about 19 hospitals that we serve in all, uh, and that's through northwest Pennsylvania and western New York. Um, And, you know, the blood supply is a tremendously important resource for our community. Um, This is the blood that's used to treat employees if they're injured, family members when they're sick, infants when they're born prematurely. So the blood supply is really what allows family, friends, and neighbors to receive the life-saving treatment right here at home. Um, You know, our local blood supply is just two blocks from um, St. Vincent, just a couple blocks from Hammett. So there's an immediacy here um, that really allows people to be treated Uh, very quickly and, um, you know, with the right product at the right time.
0: Anna, could you please explain a little bit more about the blood bank's footprint and partners?
1: Sure. So, again, 19 hospitals. And with that, we also have 7 stat medevac bases. Um, And that's really important because those uh, helicopters actually carry units of blood on board. Uh, So when they are arriving to a scene, they could potentially transfuse in the field, Uh, or en route back to a hospital. And so, you know, that covers a a pretty expansive territory, but our hospital partners are, again, you know, throughout Northwest Pennsylvania, Western New York, they're in Warren, Potter counties, Elk County, Jefferson, uh, Chautauqua in New York. So uh, a pretty large footprint throughout Northwest Pennsylvania and Western
0: New York. And Donna, when we talk about impact, it's estimated that every few seconds someone in the United States needs blood. What is the true impact of one donation?
1: You know, so we've gotten that question a lot over the years, and I've been at CPB 15 years, and, and I think that's one of the, the most common questions we get. And, you know, the, the, the rote answer to that is one donation can save up to three lives. Uh, but, you know, the more we think about it, and, you know, especially this last year with COVID and, and just, you know, how precious life is, You know, the impact of one donation really is pretty hard to measure because, you know, what's it worth to you to have your mother 10 more years or, you know, to watch your child beat cancer? You know, blood donation does that, you know, and and that's pretty priceless. So even one donation can be the difference in somebody's life or in somebody's child's life. Uh, So, you know, the impact is to the patient, but it's also to the families and the friends and the people who love them.
0: And, Deanna, how have... donations been impacted by COVID-19, and what are your needs now due to the pandemic and the usual illnesses at this time of year?
1: Yeah, so COVID has uh, impacted just about everything, right? You know, every aspect of our lives, and uh, the blood bank certainly is, is no different. Um, we've been operating, you know, continuously since last March. Um, we have to, right? We're, you know, an essential part of the, the medical community. Um, but with that, we've seen a decline in blood drives of about 30 percent. So normally, you know, we have our slate of, of host groups and we have our schedules mapped out for the year. Uh, we've seen consistently about 30 percent of those blood drives uh, have to come off the calendar. Um, a lot of that is because employers, you know, as we completely understand, aren't operating on site or they're limiting visitors um so you know we've we've lost a significant number of our of our uh, blood drives that we would normally rely on to collect an adequate amount of blood. So that that is certainly one part and that has been the challenge really since day 1. Um I think all of us in in the blood banking community, you know, back in March, you know if you remember, I think a week before things really started shutting down, there was this idea that you know we we couldn't have crowds together. You couldn't have a lot of people in a room. And, of course, the first thing we thought of is our blood drives. How are we going to do this? And then, sure enough, you know, things started closing. Um, the, hosp- the high schools and the colleges, um, you know, started going remote. And, and that was another huge impact. Um, that's about 20 percent of our collections uh, during the school year, uh, high school and, and college students. Um, they're trying their best to still have us when, when they can. Uh, but, thing you know, things are popping up. Schedules are changing. So, you know, that's been a, another huge impact uh, is not having the student's uh, body available to us like we normally would. Um, but with that, you know, the need for blood has been constant uh, very early on. So I think last April, uh, there was some postponing of surgeries until, you know, things could be figured out because COVID was just starting to, to emerge. Uh, but pretty shortly after that, um, surgeries and, and the schedules at the hospital, um, you know, resumed in full effect, um, and even then some. So we're back, uh, I should say the hospitals are, are back at pre-COVID levels in terms of their schedules and their, their surgeries, um, as we understand it. So, um, you know, the, the blood supply needs to keep up with that. Um, and so you can see that, you know, there's a natural deficit there. If we have 30 percent fewer blood drives, uh, but the need is pre-COVID level, Um, You know, we're working extra hard to to try and find every every donor that we can. It certainly makes a difference right now.
0: And we understand that plasma donation, um, plasma in your blood may contain COVID-19 antibodies that can attack the virus. Tell us more about plasma donations and COVID-19 and how it works and who's eligible.
1: Sure. So that is one of the things that has emerged, you know, through all of this is this idea of COVID-19 convalescent plasma. Uh, we call it CCP for short. And, you know, I have to, uh, you know, have a have a brag moment, I guess, because, you know, our team uh, last year, I think it was March 25th. This whole idea of CCP, you know, started making headlines. I think NBC News was the first one I, I saw that there might be some, you know, some avenue to use this. And between that moment and it was a month later that we drew our first unit of CCP. So our team really mobilized, you know, we we followed um, FDA guidance and, and, you know, industry um, best practices to get that up and running pretty quickly. So um, really proud of our our team for doing that. But we've been drawing CCP for uh, about a year now, almost a year. um, And yeah, that's exactly what it is. If it's if somebody has had um, COVID and their body mounted an immune response, then the the idea is that they have antibodies uh, at least for a certain period of time after their infection that can be transfused through their plasma donation. So uh, if they make a plasma donation, then those antibodies should be uh, present, and if it's transfused to a patient. Um, You know, that's how the hospitals are are using that treatment. So um, to to be able to do that, uh, you must have a a positive COVID test, um, you know, something documented or uh, a positive antibody test. And, you know, if you donated blood with us uh, October, November or December, uh, you probably received an antibody test. And so if we identified you uh, as having antibodies, that makes you eligible as well. Uh, You have to be 14 days symptom free. So make sure, you know, you're over COVID and you're 14 days past any symptoms. Um, And you also have to meet all other blood donor criteria. So, um, you know, at least 110 pounds, uh, feeling healthy and well, um, you know, photo ID, those kinds of things. Um, And and that's really the the, the basics of it. That gets you started. Um, The FDA uh, is currently changing the criteria for those who've had the COVID-19 vaccine. So we're reviewing those changes and we're going to be updating our process. Um, so if you've had COVID and you've had the vaccine since, uh, the probably the best thing to do is just give us a call uh, 456-4206. Uh, we're going to talk to you a little bit and um, you know, see exactly what your details are. And hopefully, you know, if you're if you're eligible, we'll get you scheduled to come in and, and give a donation. Um, it, it really is an amazing process that uh, you know, we're doing here locally and is being done nationally through blood centers um, all over the country. So we're, we're really proud to be, you know, part of, of the treatment process for the pandemic. Um, you know, I can tell you back, back in March, we did not know that this would be our, our, our path this last year, but we're
0: tremendously proud of it. Well, thank you so much for all the work that you do. And I know that many business owners want to get involved and give back to the communities in which they operate but obviously COVID is presenting many challenges. How safe is it to give blood and plasma right now? Um, who is eligible? What's your process for screening and how long does that take?
1: Sure. So, right. Safety is is number one. And so, you know, we, we, we are cleaning constantly. Um, but, you know, I have to remind people that we are already, you know, a highly regulated environment, um, you know, just by the nature of what we do. So we – Long before COVID, you know, we were already disinfecting and you know making sure that that our processes were clean and safe. And so since COVID, um, we've started disinfecting, you know, the donor chairs between every donor, um, the pens, the clipboards. Um, we're giving snacks out a little differently, so there's not a common bowl for people to be uh, picking from. Uh, we are encouraging appointments, although um, you know we know that that's not always possible for people. So walk-ins are still welcome. Um, but, yeah, it's really important, uh, especially right now. I know a lot of businesses are just trying to keep, you know, employees there and, and processes running. Uh, but the blood supply, you know, in terms of red cells and, and platelets and, and those kinds of things, um, it, it really does have to be sustained. And, you know, we are tremendously grateful for, for those that have been able to, to keep up their blood drives. Um, if you are interested in hosting us, we would love to talk to you. Um, again, we are the local blood supplier. So when you donate with Community Blood Bank, you know, those units are staying here in the community and helping, you know, the people that, that, you know, we, we live with, you know, our friends, our family, our, our neighbors. Um, so it, it is, it's safe to give blood and plasma. There is no uh, evidence that that COVID is a concern in that, um, you know, in terms of transfusion or, or collection. Um, and again, we're, we're keeping everybody's space. We've got chairs that we've moved further apart. Um, to be eligible, you've got to be, um, at least 16, uh, 16, you have to have parental consent 17 or older. You do not, but everybody needs photo ID. Um, you need to be at least 110 pounds, Uh, We have had some deferral changes uh, over the last couple months, and um, we're tremendously grateful for that. Uh, One of the big ones is our tattoo uh, policy, and that was actually something that the FDA uh, updated so that we could, all of us as blood centers, could see more donors through the pandemic. Uh, It used to be a one-year deferral. Now it's three months. So if you've had a tattoo in the last three months, um, you just have to get past that, and then you're you're free to see us. So, um, you know, if you previously were deferred because you had a, a tattoo, think about your timeline because you may be eligible to, to come in. Um, beyond that, it's it's a really efficient process. It's about half an hour from start to finish. You're going to fill out some paperwork. Uh, we have a donor history questionnaire, so we're going to ask you a little bit about your history and your health. Um, you're going to receive a screening for blood pressure, pulse, iron, those kinds of things, and then the act of donating blood is really only about five to seven minutes on average, so it's a really small part of the entire process. Um, Once you're done with that, we are going to give you a snack, and you're going to hang out with us for about 10 minutes, make sure you're doing all right, and then you're back to your day. So, again, about 30, 35 minutes from start to finish. Um, Masks are required throughout the process. Um, you know, if you're eating and drinking after the fact, you know, we, we understand that you might have to pull your mask down for that, of course. But, you know, we want to make sure that everyone in the environment is safe. Um, we do have uh, the ability to come inside. So if you have a large uh, boardroom or conference room or or gym or something like that, um, those are ideal environments because you can further space people out. But we, we understand that, you know, sometimes that's limited under the current circumstance. Uh, we also have two blood mobiles. So we can work with you to just set up uh, parking spaces in your your parking lot and have donors come out to see us that way. So we've got multiple options uh, for for servicing blood drives, um, and we are, you know, eager to, to talk with you. Uh, we certainly need every donor we can find right now.
0: And that's a lot of great information. What do you feel is the best option for giving blood plasma and how blood and plasma? I'm sorry, Joe, I'm going to repeat that. What is the best option for giving blood and plasma, and how can employers and their employees support your efforts?
1: So uh, really, you know, as long as you get the donor in the door to us, um, that's, that's the best way to do it. So if we can come to you, uh, if you have a, a room, like I said, that might you know be a good site for us to set up, um, that's perfect. If not, we can still bring the blood mobiles uh, and, and set up in the parking lot. Uh, also, you know, we have a fixed site here at 2646 Peach Street. That's our, our main office. So, you know, maybe you don't have quite enough people to host a blood drive, but you still want to help. Absolutely, we want to talk to you. Um, you can always set up a walk-in drive here at 26 and Peach, and just send your employees over this way. Um, we we have some later hours now on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. We're open till six. Uh, we we're open ten to six those days because we understood that, you know, five o'clock was a little bit tough for, for some people to make it in. Uh, we also have Saturday hours, 9 to 1230. So a lot of options here at the fixed site, as well as as a mobile option for, for anybody who's looking for a way to help.
0: That's great. Is there anything else that you'd like to add?
1: Just that, you know, I, I know that we all have a lot going on. Right. I mean, this is we're almost a year into the pandemic. Uh, but the blood supply really is crucial um to the treatment that, that's going on here locally. Um traumas don't stop, accidents don't stop, um cancer treatments don't stop, and you know, we're all focused on the treatments for COVID and, and you know those kinds of things. But in the background, you know, surgeries are still happening and, and like I said, cancer treatments are are still being performed, and so it is absolutely vital that the local blood supply can keep up with with the other emergencies in people's lives. Um, You know, we're again, singularly focused on COVID, but there's so many other things that are ongoing um, that don't stop just because of of the pandemic. So if you're able to donate, we would love to see you. If you can host a drive, please give us a call. Um, We are at 814-456-4206. Uh, our website is fourhearts.org, that's spelled out, F-O-U-R-H-E-A-R-T-S.org. And we're on Facebook. We're, we're pretty active on Facebook, so you can always find us there. Um, ask questions, learn about the process. Uh, if Even if you want to just come in and visit and see what it looks like, uh, we are happy to have you. So, you know, again, the, the blood supply, uh, it takes all of us to keep it going, and we really appreciate those of you that, that have been coming in and, and keeping the supply going.
0: Well, thank you, Deanna. That was very helpful information. We are so glad you could join us. And thank you to our listeners for tuning in. I'm Karen Torres signing off for Business Today with the MBA. Have a great afternoon.